0: This is Radio Passion Calling.
1: Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 47 for Thursday, February 5th, 2009. The website is www.klezmerpodcast.com, and you can send me an email at Keith at PlezmerPodcast.com. That opening tag you just heard was from my guest for this episode, Max Pasham. That's the first line from his new album, Never Mind the Balkans, Here's Max Pasham. But before we get to Max Pasham, I want to mention that it is Grammy week here in the United States, most exciting week for music we have, especially here in the Los Angeles area where the Grammys are being held. And while I'm disappointed that none of our Klezmer band friends have been nominated for a Grammy this year, I am happy to note that our friend Henry Sapoznik has been nominated for a Grammy in the Album Notes category. Plus, I do have some other non-Klezmer friends that are nominated for Grammys this year, so good luck to them. And while those of us in the U.S. are familiar with the Primetime Grammy broadcast, which this year will be held on Sunday, February 8th, the Academy is adding much more web content to their program this year including live streaming of the Grammy pre-telecast show during which the vast majority of awards are handed out. This will be available through the grammy.com website. I'll have a link to that on my web page. In addition the Recording Academy has gotten on the social networking bandwagon and they've put on pages at many of the most popular social networking sites including a Facebook page, a Facebook group, a Twitter page, a MySpace page, a YouTube channel, and a page on last.fm. These links you'll find I will post on my blog at klezmerpodcast.blogspot.com. So have fun with these sites and enjoy the Grammy broadcast on February 8th. Also, I want to mention that the registration for CLES Canada 2009 is open. You can look on their website at clezcanada.org. The dates for CLES Canada this year are August 24th through August 30th, 2009. As you may know, I'm a longtime supporter of the CLES Canada program, so I encourage all of you to take a look at attending this year. Now, my guest for this episode of Klezmer Podcast is Max Pasham from the Max Passham Band in the UK. Now, I think the Max Passham Band is a very interesting group. According to their MySpace page, their style is Klezmer Balkan Greek Gypsy Punk with Electro Beats. And you might also be interested to know that our Klezmer friends Merlin and Polina Shepherd are regular members of the band. So, here now is my interview with Max Pasham. Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast. Today I have on the other end of Skype, Max Pasham from the UK. Uh, welcome to Klezmer Podcast, Max. Thank you, Keith. Shalom. <laughs> Shalom to you. Uh, yeah, welcome. How's uh, the weather in the uh, UK today?
0: Actually, it's refreshing, refreshingly cool it's very cold. It's about zero degrees here, which is actually, I don't remember since I was a child. It's unusual. We have incredibly mild winters in the UK now.
1: Excellent. So, uh, and you were telling me uh, a little bit earlier, you're you're off uh, on tour somewhere tomorrow, eh?
0: Actually, we're off to the uh, World Music Expo in Seville, in Spain. It's um, the third year that it's been in Spain. I don't know if you're familiar with WOMEX, but it's basically the kind of meeting point for anybody within the music industry that's into world music it's a fantastic fantastic expo
1: oh you know i think i did see uh, uh something on a website about that it, it looks very exciting
0: yeah and there's a lot of you guys over from uh, the other side of the pond as well over there you know
1: excellent well some year i'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> but but uh tell me about uh what max passion is all about and i know uh uh, I've got your uh, recent CD, so it's fantastic. Uh, so tell me what you're about and how you got started. Basically, the project started in
0: 1995, which is a fair while back. I started kind of mixing dance music in the UK with Jewish and Middle Eastern influences, along with klezmer. Things kind of progressed. I took a break, and consequently, Balkan music broke to the front, along with a lot of klezma stuff, and um, I was inspired to make the second album 10 years later, which is Nevermind the Balkans.
1: Right, so uh, Nevermind the Balkans, here's Max Passion. I forgot, I was going to say uh, uh, this is Max Passion or Passion Radio Calling, but I,
0: <laughs> I was going to lead off
1: with that. That's the first thing you hear on the CD. That's, that's fantastic.
0: Well, just for your American listeners, this is Radio Passion Calling. Um, no, I mean, basically, the... the Nevermind the Balkans was an experiment, as well as being a very serious project, um, as far as um, updating kind of klezmer and Balkan and gypsy music along with Greek music. We wanted to, to kind of marry the old and the new, but also we, we had that very kind of dark Monty Python type British sense of humour, which is thrown in there just to make things not too serious, but not to detract from the point that we are doing something very serious. But it's, it's basically, in essence, it's an experiment of marrying Greek. Balkan Jewish music together and that doesn't mean to say those cultures necessarily get on but they do have a lot in common and actually the music just layers perfectly.
1: Well it does and it, it's uh, especially with the beats you add to it, it keeps it uh, fresh I think. Yeah, I mean I,
0: I've been doing a lot of BBC work here in the UK and people say oh it's so new and I say yeah but in a hundred years will it sound new It will just sound that it was modern at that time you know. so. I mean I'm I'm really into in my traditional music anyway and have been all my life but um yeah anything that did, that is disrespectful in any way to the original kind of styles and traditions is is doesn't fit into the passion experience not to say that we don't like to have a good laugh
1: right but y- you are true to because I listen to uh you know the on the greek tunes the bouzouki is authentic and on the the jewish tunes the clarinet is authentic so you know if you if you uh were to take out all the electronic stuff it it sounds like you know very traditional stuff
0: absolutely i mean um myself excluded the rest of the band are um, band leaders in their own right and every basic everyone is basically from another country or another tradition and that works really well within the band because we have some great solo players and traditional players and singers within the organization you know
1: right well why don't you uh uh, run down your band members and and where they're from
0: okay well first of all we've got george Kapraos,
1: who is um
0: a greek bazooka player he's been playing for 30 years the guy's a genius we have merlin shepherd who some of you may be familiar with already he's one of the world's leading clarinetists within klezmer music we have eugenia georgieva who is a bulgarian singer we have polina shepherd who is a traditional russian pianist singer who sings in Yiddish and Russian. We have a guitarist called Rick Harrington, who's from the UK. And that's pretty much it. We work with some Lyra players from Crete and um, various other musicians, but the, the the core of the band is always the same. But we work as a collective, so we're always introducing new people to um, perform with us and record with us.
1: Well, that's terrific. So you do have a broad range of uh, people working with you there, so that's... That's very good.
0: Yeah, it cuts both ways, you know, because uh, sometimes it's great, but we we have um, up to six languages on the stage, so it gets really <laughs> confusing as well. So, someone said to us in London, "Where did you guys meet?" You know, we said in a refugee camp, kind of laughing, but we might as well have done, you know.
1: That's right. Well, now, what languages are these songs in? I know I can. T- so some of her are, you know, some of her um, Greek, and then mm-hmm. what else is there? Is is there Russian on there?
0: Yeah, there's Russian, Bulgarian, Hebrew, English. Is that enough? (laughs) 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 I mean, we're all fluent in gibberish, I have to say, also, but that's detracting from the point.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, a little bit something for everybody then.
0: Yeah, I mean, without sounding too tiny, Blair, we do like to please as many people as possible, but not at the um, expense of compromising our
1: art. So uh, explain the title a little bit more to me, never mind the Balkans. What what's uh... <laughs> You're playing <laughs> yeah, Balkan yeah. music, so what's that about?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, basically I was out at the World Music Expo about two years ago, and um, I was basically spending three, four days with a bunch of white, northern European, very middle class people who were all going on about Balkan music and I jokingly said, never mind the Balkans, here I am. <laughs> Just kind of joking, you know, and, uh, and suddenly it hit me like a kind of movie title. No, that that is that represents everything that I want to do at the moment. So um, it really kind of drove the project forward, you know, kind of had the humour, but also the seriousness of never mind the Balkans, there's a lot more going on out there, but actually the Balkans is kind of the glue of our project, you know, without us actually being a Balkan band, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're you're uh around the edges of all the balkans uh with the music.
0: Yeah, no obviously we we do work a lot within the um the balkan music scene because we play all the balkan beats clubs in Europe, but um I mean what we kind of bring to the table is, is like I said earlier the mixing of the the greek and the klezmer basically because it adds two extra dimensions to balkan music and and it's uh it's a different kind of taste and a different expression, you know.
1: Right. Now, I'm looking at the brass sections on a couple of the songs, the Fanfara and the Bagdaddies are yeah. kind of that more that Balkan style. And how did you get uh, connected with, with those bands?
0: Um, well, the Baghdadis are very old friends of mine. I've been working with them on and off for the last 11 years. Merlin Shepherd, our clarinetist, who was mentioned earlier, is also in a band from Brighton who are called Fanfara. And that's how we got connected, because we were... <laughs>
1: Okay, well, so everybody knows everybody, and that seems like a logical thing then to to add everybody to the to the uh, CD.
0: Yeah, it just kind of reinforces it reinforces the American um, perception that Britain's one big village, and it's scaring me because I'm beginning to think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, just because we're you know we're in some same size as California doesn't mean that we all actually know each other, you know. <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, but. And you know, there's a more immigrant, uh, uh, how do I want to say it? There's a lot of uh, immigration going on in the UK now as well. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of these diverse uh, cultures coming in.
0: We do, actually, and it's been that way for a few years, but it's because of this whole credit crunch thing, it's, um, it's starting to reverse. I mean, we had so many Polish people coming over, now they're starting to go home. So things are kind of changing, but it's had the impact of... People becoming very—I mean, I—I I live in a village outside a city, and 20 years ago, the idea of having even half a dozen Czech or Eastern European people living within the village would have been unimaginable. But now you've got maybe up to sort of 30 or 40 people in the village might be Czech or Eastern European. You know, it's—it's it's quite amazing what's happened in the UK. You know,
1: right? And do those people uh, get attracted to your music as well, or do you get? Do they have their own bands? You get influenced by them?
0: Um, definitely. I mean, it works both ways. Yeah. Obviously, they they bring music over, and um, and they're attracted to our music because it strikes a familiar theme.
1: Wow! Oh, but there's been so much, closer uh, uh, Balkan, uh, new music being released uh, from from Europe lately. Uh, mm-hmm. I've gotten quite a few uh, new CDs sent to me recently, and it, it's like a, a surge of of world music right now.
0: Yeah, it's like the sleeping beast of Europe has woken up, you know, it's been divided for since the second world war and um I think it's taken 20 years really for it, kind of the Berlin Wall coming down for things to impact and suddenly Europe's a big place, you know, with a lot of interesting people and a lot of problems.
1: Right, and and uh the the brass music has really spread uh, to Western Europe and and here to the States as well. It's uh, mm-hmm. you know they're not coming here yet to do concerts, but I think the music is making inroads, and I think the the tours will follow.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think about America a lot because I have um, a lot of connections with the U.S. I, I, mean just talking to you now, it seems like maybe it's a good idea rather than trying to bring bring people over individually because it's such a big territory to access and conquer America, you know that maybe it's better to bring to have a festival where you feature like a lot of artists from from Europe because there's so much expression and so much passion coming out of the continent of Europe again which is a great thing and so much of America is connected with that from their history and cultural heritage
1: yes and you know when people from Europe do come they they tend to stay near the east coast you know new york and yeah. and boston and uh, you know Miami or something like that. Uh, yeah. Possibly Toronto or Chicago. But to well, come out. First, sorry, go on. But to come out to Los Angeles, you know, it's it's a bigger trip for everybody, and there's, you know, it's not maybe as much of a concentration of people that are interested in European music here. So, sure, but
0: at um, least it's warmer though, no?
1: <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's a lovely day here right now.
0: Yeah, well, don't rub it in, okay? Salt in our wounds. It's, it's so cold here, you wouldn't believe.
1: I'll send you a photo, yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, do. do. <laughs> I won't bother because it's just dark, foggy, and cold. <laughs> just like a Sherlock Holmes movie, you know?
1: I was going to say, Sherlock Holmes or, or Mary Poppins or something, right?
0: Yeah, no, Mary Poppins is far too happy at this time of <laughs> year.
1: But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it would take to get get a festival going in, in California, but... Uh, uh, it does seem like there's more going on in San Francisco in that regard mm. than in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, the Bay Area would be great, but it's a very opportune moment to discuss it because I'm attending this Wemex conference. I will be talking with American promoters and stuff, and actually, I feel quite inspired by our conversation. It might be a good idea to put forward, you know. And once I get an idea in my head, I tend to drive it through. So, with German proficiency, not that like having <laughs> German roots. <laughs>
1: Or Swiss Proficiency,
0: Swiss yeah, Precision, Swiss. right? Swiss, Cho- Chocolates and Clocks, far, far more PC.
1: <laughs> very good. Um, let's see. Well, it, it, is there anything uh, specifically on the uh, CD you want to discuss? Because uh, uh, I don't know where to start. They're all so interesting individually, the, all the songs. And mm-hmm. I noticed the way it's, it's cut, it kind of... Uh, you know, transmits or uh, they go from one to the next without really a, you know, the usual break between the tracks.
0: Yeah, it felt like the whole thing, I wouldn't say like watching a movie, but it felt like the only pause really should be in the middle for people to just take a quick breath before the um, audio assault continued. Um, yeah, I mean, when I listen to Nevermind the Balkans now, it actually sounds quite slow. The original intent was to make it very fast and heavy. But we got so into the um, the musical elements that we didn't want to detract from that. We just wanted to keep to original, you know, tempos and feelings. But I think I think the main thing about it really is that we've tried to tried to connect with a lot of different people culturally and without any particular prevalence being placed to actually where people are from. We we just really want to reach a lot of people um, with. With a message that's very serious and also with humour, you know, it's um and and of course coming from the UK we're very very influenced by dub, reggae, punk, you know, electronica, rave, all that stuff, you know, rock, it's it's all right. so it's all so embedded within our culture that I really wanted to put that across as well because I mean guitars are barely used in a heavy sense in um in Bulkwood and world music and we just wanted to bring that a little bit to the forefront and having played in over 10 different countries this summer the band many many different gigs we've really had a lot of compliments from people that aren't necessarily into the Balkan beat scene or you know the remixing of kind of traditional music they're actually into rock so it's it's really nice to kind of reach out to as many people as possible because it's uh it's it, there's a fine line between reinventing a culture and actually driving it forward you know
1: Well, yeah, certainly because uh, taking the traditional music and and adding the the electronics and the beats and, like you say, all those different uh, current styles, uh, you know, makes it more accessible. My my 16-year-old daughter likes this. I I played a little bit for her and, you know, the the highest compliment, you know, she says, well, that's cool, Dad.
0: That's really nice, actually. I mean, from doing all our tours this summer... We actually noticed that we young people, kids to you know teenagers, early twenties, really like our stuff. Middle-aged people to elderly people really like our stuff. We've just seem to have a problem with people from the age of about twenty-eight to
1: thirty-five.
0: So <laughs> we're doing the job, but it's we're not quite there. You know?
1: uh, let's see what. Well, what's big with that age group today?
0: Who knows. Um, I mean it's an age group that is kind of a little bit below mine and well above my daughter, so I can't really pass judgment. who knows i mean it might it might just be coincidence i think I think people when they're young react to music very honestly and very naively, and if it's good, they like it. people when they're a bit older also I think are the same they they've gone through various trends and kind of you know phases within their their musical tastes i think when people get a bit older they 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 know what they like so i think there's just that that middle kind of section of of people that maybe it just doesn't it doesn't press the button but i think at some point it will you know because the music we make is is part of a lot of people's cultures it's not something we own or just solely identify with you know it's a a common bond
1: right i i believe that too because the music you know, it, it reaches all the age groups and just a matter of getting those people to, to tap into, uh, you know, what you're doing.
0: Mm, mm. I mean, you know, we could be really, really fascist about it and put them in a camp and <laughs> make them listen to it, but <laughs> that, that, that's the very thing we're striving to sort of declare against. So, you know, I mean, without being sort of too Monty Python in that kind of kosher way, I think we'll move on swiftly. Oh, yeah. So, uh... You have to excuse me, Keith. You have to excuse the dark, dry British sense of humour. It, it, it's, you know, I mean, it, it's bad enough being bald and Jewish, let alone having to deal with the, the British sense of humour. It's a very painful experience.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's uh, well, that makes it a, a unique uh, outlook on on the, the the English experience, I suppose.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely.
1: But it blends well in America, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I mean, it's it's actually quite frustrating because we we're really excelling in Europe now, so I'm I'm looking kind of over the pond of the states thinking it's where we need to be next, you know, we really need to make an impact there.
1: Uh definitely. Well, we look Do forward you to here in America. <laughs> <laughs> look forward to having you over in America or or Canada at least uh, at some point anyway. Definitely,
0: definitely. Yeah, I've got a lot of relatives over in Canada actually.
1: Terrific. Okay. Well, uh so if people want to f- find your music to uh, to buy a CD or the download uh, or get more information about uh, Max Pasham, how can they find you?
0: It's very simple. Either go to um, type in Max Pasham, M-A-X-P-A-S-H-M on MySpace or just type www.maxpasham.com and you'll soon stumble on our latest releases and um, information.
1: Okay, terrific. Um, well then... Uh, Max passion, thanks so much for being on Clusmer Podcast. Hope you uh have an enjoyable trip to Spain.
0: Thank you, Keith. It's really been a pleasure, and I'm sorry to have kept you waiting.
1: Oh, that's okay. Uh quite all right. Well, and, I guess uh, you just
0: walked out onto your balcony and just soaked up a bit more sunlight while I stood here <laughs> stoking the fire. How did you know? Well, I know you Californians, you're shrewd. Relaxed, but very shrewd.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, we'll be looking forward to uh, more good stuff from Max Basham.
0: Thank you again, Keith.
1: You take care. This is
0: Raffaele from Municipale Balcanica, and you are listening to klezmerpodcast.com.
1: Okay, I'm back. That song was Anarchy from Max Pasham's new album, Never Mind the Balkans, Here's Max Pasham. I'd very much like to thank Max for appearing on the show today and also for providing the song for me to play for you. I really like the music, and I think Max has done an excellent job of collecting musicians from all around Europe to appear on the album with his band. So remember, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear or have your music played on the podcast, or if you have a new or soon to be released album you would like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. Again, the website is www.klezmerpodcast.com and on MySpace at myspace.com klezmerpodcast. I'm on Facebook as well now, so search for Klezmer Podcast on Facebook and please become a fan. I also now have pages on YouTube and last.fm, so go to those sites and search for Klezmer Podcast and check it out. Once again, the music heard on Klesmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. Well, that's it for Klesmer Podcast 47. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed. Tell your friends. And until next time, see you at the Grammys.